everyone. Ashley here with Mentor Mama. Hi, everybody. And today, Taylor is not hosting the podcast, but I am. I'm a little nervous because I've never hosted a podcast before. It's always been Taylor taking the lead. So bear with me. Um, You're going to do a great job. Thanks. I'm really excited. I am so excited to be doing this podcast because Taylor is actually at youth group right now. And so she kind of let me take the reins on what we're going to be doing. And I was, I was like, in one second, we are doing a Bible study podcast, which is going to be amazing. This is like exactly what I wanted to do. And so I'm really excited. So for today's podcast, Mentor Mama is here. If you guys don't know Mentor Mama, she's my mom. She is a strong believer, reads the word every day, prays every day, has led small group at church every day. But more than that, more than every day, whatever, (laughs) but more than, (laughs) but more than that, more than the, the list of things she's done, she is just one of the most sweet, loving, beautiful, because of her heart and her outward appearance, but just most of the one of the sweetest, loving, and a lot like Jesus out of everyone I've met. You're, so you're sweet. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm really excited to have you here today. And and just like you've been my mentor for most of my life, I just hope and pray you can be a mentor to these girls who are listening and to the women who are listening too. Oh, thank you. You know what? It's a joy and it does a, a mama's heart good when she sees her her children following the Lord as closely as you are. So it's just, um, does my heart, ah, can you edit that out? No, we're not editing <laughs> that out. <laughs> People need to see that we're real. Oh, Ashley, I'm just so glad you're home for spring break and it's a privilege to be able to do this with you. Awesome. So I wanted to let you guys know also that for this video, so I'm going to be going through my top three Bible study tips and Mentor Mama is going to be going through her top three Bible study tips. And so we actually have a free printable on our website and this free printable is honestly just our notes for when we were planning this video. And so if you guys want to have a free printable for um, the notes and just the steps that we're going to be explaining in this podcast, just go to coffeeandbibletime.com and go to the blog tab and it will be the most recent blog on there. So the name of the blog will be Top 3 Bible Study Tips. So just go on there to get your free yeah, Bible study printable. Ashley designed it, and it's just adorable, it's too. so cute. Thank <laughs> you. You had fun putting that together. Yes, I did. And, yeah, if you guys didn't know, we have a YouTube channel. We have a blog. We have we just came out with prayer. We have a store. So, yeah, just go check out that. Keep, keep um, telling Coffee and Bible Time to your friends because... We just hope and pray that we can reach more women, more girls to get into the word, get into, also if you're a boy and watching this, holla, but yeah, just more people to get into God's word in general. So yeah, let's get right into our top three Bible study tips. Do you want me to go first or do you want to? Okay. Okay. So this is Ashley, by the way. My first Bible study tip is to, one, okay, don't divorce prayer from Bible reading or from Bible study. This sounds kind of fancy, but pretty much what it means is don't separate prayer and Bible reading because I feel like I used to look at 
at Bible reading as separate from the time I should be praying. And I think that there are times where, okay, yeah, I'm going to just kneel before God and pray. And then other times, but you know what? I don't think there's ever a time where Bible study should be divorced from prayer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'll just be kneeling and praying and I won't have the Bible open. But I think the best, I, I really feel like God meant for prayer and Bible study to be together, prayer and Bible reading to be together, because the Bible is God's word to us, and prayer is us talking back to God. And so it's kind of like a two, like God is a person, like God God is has feelings and wants to, a relationship with us, and he's a person, and I think we forget that, and and he gave us his word, and prayer is the proper communication back to him. And not only that, but just prayer at the beginning of your Bible study saying, God, please open my eyes, illuminate my heart, show me what you want me to learn. And during it, like as I'm reading it through, like as God convicts me saying, Lord, help me, help me be a better servant, help me do this or that. And then even at the end and and just closing it out and reflecting on what did I read and things like that. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this by any means, but I used to view my Bible time and my prayer time as separate. But once I started learning that they actually go together quite perfectly, I I just have, it's it's been a game changer. Do you have any thoughts on that, Mentor Mama? Well, I definitely um, am tracking with you for sure on praying to God and asking Him just to quiet your heart at the beginning, asking Him to reveal the truths of the Scripture to you is just absolutely critical to starting it out. Um, And I especially can relate to that because I remember a time when I didn't become a believer till I was in my 30s, and I can... I remember what it was like because I did go to a Christian school and I remember reading the Bible at a younger age and just being like, this makes no sense to me. I just don't get it. And so um, I found that it's really, really important even now as a believer to ask the Holy Spirit to just be with you as you're studying this passage and to reveal what he wants to reveal to you. Because you can read the same passage multiple times. Okay, so my first tip is to pick a book of the Bible and actually go through it from beginning to end. And what I like to do is actually to just really slowly digest a book of the Bible. And so um, I have my Bible open um, almost every morning, and I like to just take one chapter a day. If it happens to be a really short chapter, I'll do more than one. Um, But if it's a long chapter, I may only do half of it. So I really just like to focus in on a shorter number of verses and really kind of pick those apart. And I'll talk a little bit later in my other tips on what I do. So my second tip is going along with actually a little bit of your first tip, which was slowing down with taking time to digest. But so my second tip is to slow down in all caps. I have that written down. Take your time and put effort into it. And I say slow down because 
I think our culture is so go, go, go. I love how my, my teacher, one of my teachers at Moody, he says, we live in a fast food culture and we can tend to come into our Bible study with a fast food mentality where we're like, okay, what can I get the fastest I can get out of it and just put it in me and go. And that's not how the Bible was intended to be read. It's not intended to be read in two minutes and then leave and forget about it the rest of the day. It's meant to be, be you sit with your Bible open and you sit there and you meditate on it and you chew on it and you let it soak into your heart and your mind and your soul. And you, you literally, if, if you really believe that the Bible is gold and treasure, you will do that. You, if you, if you see the Bible as just the word of God, that is the only thing that can satisfy your soul you will spend time. And that's why I really want to emphasize as one of my top tips that you need to slow down. You need to take your time. You need to not view the Bible as what can I get and what can I get out of it in as short amount of time as possible. And also put effort into it. It's not going to come easy. Let me tell you, like you're, if you open your Bible, read it and say, I literally have no idea what I just read. Everybody else has been in your shoes. But the people who actually are being transformed by their Bible studies are taking the time to say, what does this mean? Who was the author? Why did he write it? Like, what does this word mean? I'll look it up. Or what does a commentary say on this? It takes effort to study the Bible. Am I right? It totally does. So, I mean... If you come to your Bible and you're not getting anything out of it, ask yourself, well, how much time am I putting into it? How much effort am I putting into it? And am I praying about God? Can you help me understand your word? So that is my second tip. That is a great tip, Ashley. And you know what? It totally reminds me of something that we were doing this week in my mom's group Bible study. We're actually doing Nehemiah by Kelly Minter. And she asked such a great question. What are your usual responses when you come across a passage of scripture that you don't understand? Do you pass it over and move on? Do you let it fuel doubt and discouragement? Do you ask your pastor or Bible teacher about it? Do you discuss it with a friend? Do you look for an explanation and a commentary? Do you ask God to explain it to you? Do you Google it? So I just thought that was a really thought-provoking question because like you said, Ashley, you do have to put effort into it. Like when you don't understand something, it's just like, Um, studying the Bible would be just like anything else that you're trying to learn. You have to dig deeper and get more information. It's like if you're making a recipe and it says to clarify the butter, well, if you have no idea what that means, you're going to have to look it up and figure it out. Um, And then that just enriches the outcome, right? Exactly. What you put into it, you will get out of it. So beautiful. All right. Do you want to go on to your second tip, Mentor Mama? Yes. So my second tip is to highlight 
characteristics of God that I learn in that specific passage. And sometimes it's very, very clear, like it'll specifically say, and I'm I'm pulling from Nehemiah again, and I'm pulling from Nehemiah uh, chapter 9 and verse 30. And it, they're talking about, about God, and it says, in your love, you were patient with them for many years, and you sent your spirit Um, continuing on, but in your great mercy, you did not destroy them completely. And there's so many things in here that they talk about um, our God, the great and mighty and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love. So there's multiple, multiple places in this particular chapter that I could very easily highlight the characteristics of God. And I try to coordinate that with um, some type of an adjective, maybe that I can helps me understand like God is loving, he is just, uh, different things like that. And so I think that um, the next part that really is tied into the same tip, though, is after I've highlighted them, similar to you, I also do prayer time when I'm reading my Bible. And for the adoration section, I actually write down different things that I want to actually praise God. God for and thank him for all these amazing qualities that he has. And so what I'll do is I'll I'll look specifically at the passage that I just studied that day and I'll write those specific things down and just thank God for who he is. So for those who are newer believers, what does adoration even mean? Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBTPODCAST, that's CBTPODCAST, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Adoration I don't know the official definition. It means praise, praise right? But yeah, yeah, giving God the glory and honor that only he deserves. Yeah, and so in in our prayer actually we're commanded commanded in the Bible to praise God. And there's so many psalms on praising Ooh, God. So yes. if you're newer to being a believer, that's what adoration means. I just thought I would clarify because I know for newer believers, you hear all these like Christian words and you're just like, what? So good job. I loved that point. So I'm going to go on to my third point for my top three Bible study tips. And my third point is to study the context of the passage you are reading. And context pretty much means, okay, what is the surrounding, I want to say surrounding context, but I can't define context with the word context, but what is the surrounding background information pretty much? So for example, if I'm reading 
um, Jesus feeding the 5,000 with bread and fish, I am going to look up, okay, what just happened right before this in this passage? Like, what if Jesus says, I am the bread of life, what happened right before? Well, guess what happened right before he said that he fed the 5,000 with bread and fish. But even more than that, so you can look up the immediate context, which is, okay, what happened right before and right after? But okay, what's the what's the even more the context of the chapter or even more the context of the book? So John, I was reading in John, okay, What's the purpose of John? Like, why did John write this letter? Who wrote the letter? John wrote it, but who's the audience? And the audience was Jewish Jewish people, and he was writing to them because he wanted them to believe. Like, that's the purpose of the letter, is that he wanted these, these Jewish people to believe that Jesus was the Son of God. And so that's why in, in John, you will just see over and over again, believe, 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 believe. He wants them to show he wants them to believe. And so that's the context. But, and then I can even go further out. Okay. What's the context of the new Testament and the old Testament and, and what's the overarching theme of the Bible? It's God's redemption story through Jesus Christ. And just so, so taking, like getting the immediate context and, and the context of the chapter, the context of the book, the context of the Bible, that all will help me um, study the passage, but not only that, what's the historical context? What's the cultural context? So that pretty much means like, what was history like for them? Like, what what was their everyday life like? Like, what did bread mean to them? And bread was a staple in their diet. That was the staple of the Mediterranean diet. And it was everything like their lives revolved around bread and eating bread. And so that's why when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, He's saying, like, I am the only thing that can sustain you. Not only that, but the but there are so many times in the Old Testament that connects to that passage in the New Testament about Moses in the in the manna in the wilderness and feeding them the bread coming down from heaven and how they ate that bread and they still died after that. And Jesus says, Look, I'm the bread of life. Mm-hmm. Like you you eat you eat me, which sounds really crazy, but you eat from this bread of life, you will live. And so, yeah, I just got into a, a, a tangent on yes. on John and the bread of that's life. Okay. That's, that's what I've that's what I've been studying lately. But I I would not understand all these amazing things about this passage if I didn't know the context. And for those of you who are confused about, oh my gosh, where do I find all this out at? You need to be looking in commentaries and researching online. And I would say commentaries are huge, though those are big. Yeah, and if you don't, though, if you just have your own Bible, I know you should just maybe check out the very introduction of the particular book of the Bible that you're reading, because I know several of the Bibles that I've had throughout my life, they usually have some kind of an introductory section at the very beginning. If not, you can go online. That's what I was going to say. If you don't have that, you could look up online. Literally, I could look up what is the purpose of John or... um who wrote John, who was the audience of John. And usually websites will start coming up that say, okay, here's the purpose of John. Here's the author. Here's the audience. Here's the main things you can look for. And so, yeah, there's a lot of good tools out there. Mm -hmm, Definitely. All right. So let me share with you my third tip for studying your Bible. And what I like to do is to ask myself after I've finished reading that is how can I apply this to my life today? 
What is God trying to teach me in this passage so that I can walk away from the scripture transformed in some way? How can I use this information for my day or for sharing with someone um, what I've learned? Anything that I can pull out of it, and I like to also incorporate that into my prayer time and just thanking God for this particular piece of scripture that he is using to impact my life. I think something from, thank you for sharing that. That's beautiful because I think that we really will miss the point if we read the Bible and it doesn't do anything. Like it doesn't change our lives. Like in school we learned theology isn't theology unless you're being transformed by it. And granted, we cannot do the transformation on our hearts on our own. Like we can try to muster up the transformation, but it's literally only God who can do that within our hearts. So we got to say, Lord, help me. And that's why I love that you connected that to prayer. Yes. And Ashley, you know what, just to tie this into the Nehemiah study that we've been doing again, what really, really struck me at the beginning of Nehemiah. And again, you have to know the historical context of what's going on here, but Nehemiah was finding out about what had happened with the walls of Jerusalem and the people at that time. And it says when he heard this, he sat down and wept. In fact, for days I mourned, fasted, and prayed to the God of heaven. And so from that passage, it really caused me to ask myself, what is it in our surrounding world or neighborhood that really it should be impacting my heart and that mm. I should um, want to help with or mm. take part in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, really just like applying what I've learned. And yeah, amen. So that was our both of our three tips for our top three Bible study tips. Don't forget about the free printable. And the last thing we wanted to share with you guys is make it a joyful experience. I think that a lot of us can easily get burnt out when it comes to Bible reading because of just not being able to understand what we're reading, not knowing where to start, and maybe getting tired or burnt out after doing it for weeks or maybe you're reading a book that seems kind of boring or you're in the the parts where it's just like genealogy the genealogies <laughs> things like that um totally get it totally been there totally understand that's why we want to encourage you guys to make it a joyful experience and mentor mama i want to ask you first how do you make your bible time mm. a joyful experience well, I I can say now that like waking up in the morning, knowing that I am able to do my Bible study and prayer time, that is just what gets me going in the morning. Like there mm. for me, there's no greater joy. But I didn't always have that. Um, and so I think what really, as God was revealing more of himself to me, who he was and all of his amazing qualities and characteristics, um, I really grew to just, I just can't wait for that time. And one thing that I do that just, that makes it fun for me too, is that I really love like arts and crafts. If you see, if you look at my about page on our website, I love everything, stickers, markers, and washi tape. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I just love to like, you know, highlight things and write, like I'll do like some calligraphy words or I'll have special like faith stickers that apply to certain passages. So for me, it's just a blessed time to do creative things. I usually like to turn on music. I'll either have like soft jazz or maybe some classical for studying. Sometimes we put on a candle and it's just, it's a joyful experience. Love that. And I think for me, it's a joyful experience because I'm a morning person and I love mornings. So I do it in the mornings. If you're a night person, and you will have a more joyful experience at night, do it at night. It doesn't have to be the morning. Um, but it's joyful because I love coffee, so I'll wake up and I'll make my coffee. Yes. And Coffee is a must. Yes, coffee is a must. <laughs> if you're a tea person, go for the tea. If you're a water, whatever whatever the heck you like Diet drinking. Coke. Diet Coke. I don't know whatever you like. But yeah, so I'll have my coffee and then... I will take out my Bible and honestly just have some moments of silence because I need that. I need rest. I need those moments of silence. And then also journaling. I love just like being able to write down how I'm feeling or what I'm going through and just journaling out my prayers and using that as a time of self-reflection and just taking the weights off my shoulders that I feel and throwing them on God like the like the Bible says mm-hmm. And it's just a time of, of joy to just sit before God's feet. And I think of the Mary and Martha story where Mary was just sitting at Jesus's feet and she just was soaking up his teaching, soaking up his truths. And Martha was was serving, busy, anxious, worried about serving. And she was doing the good, like a good thing. But Mary chose what was better. And that was sitting at Jesus's feet. And that's why it's a joyful experience for me, because a lot of things in the world will tell you that it's the best thing. Like, and it will tell you, scream at your attention, this is the best thing. But nothing can compare to Jesus, which is our best thing. And so I keep coming back to that. That's my my come come back to that and remember that Jesus spending time with him is the best thing we could ever do on this side of heaven. So, yeah, that is our three tips. We want to say thank you so much for listening and we just we are praying for you that you would just get into the word. We know that whoever whoever you are listening right now, we love you and God loves you so much and he wants to spend time with you. He wants to have moments where you and him are connecting and challenge yourself. Yeah. You have to be intentional because it's not something that anybody's going to bring to you. You have to just pray and say, God, I know you want me to study your word. So the Holy Spirit's going to have to move within me. Amen. There you go. Yeah. And that's a request that God wants to answer that's like a good request to say like god i want to know you better and i keep thinking about the taylor swift song when i i say that prayer a lot i just want to know you better know you better do you know that song it's totally a relationship song but sometimes i sing it to god anyways we'll just end on that awkward note no i'm just kidding (laughs) i hope that this encouraged you i hope that you will get into the word and that's my prayer for you so i will be praying for you and just hoping that you would get into God's word. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.